We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Naha! Welcome back. One hour down, three to go. It is Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Thank you for starting your week with me. means a lot as we continue to keep the seat warm for Tom Bowerly. All right. This happening or this, the news has kind of been out there, right? And I just need to let you know before we get into our topic. It looks like Aaron Rodgers is the next quarterback of the New York Jets. Now, I don't know if that... You know, people go, oh, no, Aaron Rodgers is the... He's going to the Jets. Do you remember when Favre went to the Jets? Well, I just... Is it that big of a deal now? You know, you'll get the Jets fans. And unfortunately, as a Mets fan, I follow a lot of Jets fans on Twitter. And, you know, people are tweeting, last time a Super Bowl winning quarterback over the age of 35 switched teams. He won the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously referencing Tom Brady's move to Tampa Bay. I'm not overly concerned about... Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Okay, so what? They get one or two decent seasons. Josh, how are you feeling about this? You're a, you are a sports go-to guy. Uh, Rodgers to the Jets. Any immediate impact? I mean, it is a Jets team that did beat the Bills with Zach Wilson last year. Yeah, but I think it was more the Jets defense that beat the Bills, in my opinion. The Jets defense is young, it's up and coming, and it looks great. Rodgers is definitely going to help their offense, don't get me wrong, but is he going to bring the same antics that he had in Green Bay? Because we know that there was a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff there that you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't get along with certain, certain people in the front office there. I don't know who it was exactly, but we just know that there was some issues there. So are those issues going to continue, or is he going to go back to MVP Aaron Rodgers? Is he still going to be a minority owner of the Milwaukee Bucks while he plays in New York? I don't see why not. Oh, very, I mean, if he likes the Bucs, then... Who's the team now to beat in the NFC North, then? That's... Is it, is it still the Vikings? That's tough. Yeah. The Lions came on strong at the end. This just, but just for, uh, for everyone out there, uh, Aaron Rodgers very likely will be in the uh, Bills division this season. All right. We were talking weddings... Um, at the end of the last segment, and I just have to share this. Someone texted in. My brother's wedding was a mess. He's cheap, and there was a buffet with lettuce, salad dressing, chicken, pasta, and vegetable. That's it. Everyone hated it. So, I mean, people do, you know, let's just be honest. Some people throw bad weddings. Like I said, went to a wedding over the weekend. It was a beautiful wedding. It was a beautiful time. Open bar, 
great dinner, awesome desserts. It was a beautiful wedding. I think the speeches went a little long. And here's the thing, you have to adapt, right? And when you have a mic that's not working, maybe cut them a little shorter or yell what you're saying out to the crowd. That, that's all. Should we do that at five o'clock? Wedding complaints? You know, talk about the worst wedding you've ever been to? Maybe we'll uh, get to that. Now, I said, I wanted to talk about two things that happened over the weekend. And I want to start with one that we talked about on Friday. Now, Friday, if you remember, three o'clock, we had Ed Hutton on the show talking about uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Am I saying that right? Um, folding and the FDIC taking it over. Okay. And we had Ed Hutton on, and he talked about. You know, the effects of that, it was the it was the 16th largest bank in America and the second largest collapse by a bank in American history. Now, over the weekend, you had Signature Bank collapse. Uh, the assets, I think, were around $109 billion. So you had these two banks collapse. You have another bank whose stock dropped 70% this morning. They had, to, they had to halt trading for that particular stock. Now, we talked about this on Friday. Your concerns with hearing one bank collapsing, the FDIC having to take over. We learned after the show, by the way, on Friday that companies like Roku had a ton of money in it. Roku had hundreds of millions of dollars in SVB. You know, and the effects of that, because as we learned on Friday, anything over $250,000 is not insured by the FDIC. Now, depositors were promised they were going to get their money. That uh, announcement came yesterday for both uh, SVB and Signature Bank. But now, in one weekend, two banks collapsing, one being the third, I'm sorry, the second largest collapse in American history, the other being a top 10 bank collapse in American history. So I think it's a good time to revisit something we talked about three days ago at this time, and that is. What, are, what is your comfort level in banks? And have you learned anything? Have you adjusted with the news that has come out? 803-0930, star 930. And I'm going to throw something else in that we kind of got to on Friday but really didn't. And, you know, with this news of banks collapsing is news that... Less than half of Americans say they can pay an emergency expense of $1,000 if needed. Or is it 10? We're going to say $1,000. Most Americans, 60% of Americans, like we said on Friday, live paycheck to paycheck. 60% of Americans cannot, do not have a reserve fund. Which would mean people in this audience are living paycheck to paycheck, right? If 60% of Americans, there would be someone listening to this show that lives paycheck to paycheck and doesn't have a reserve fund. 
and a a a um expense an unexpected expense of a thousand or two thousand dollars is going to go on a credit card so i want to talk to those right now pay, living paycheck to paycheck but i also want to talk to those that have the reserve fund that have a reserve fund set up that can regularly save because there is a, a story from Bankrate that not only are Americans not saving, but there are Americans who actually have the resources to save, who actually make the money to save, but they're, they're the kind of people that they spend it as they get it. And I'm raising my hand. I am guilty of that. You know, I, I will say I probably could be a lot better at budgeting my money. I could be a lot better at saving my money. I could be better at not being as dependent on, you know, every paycheck, if that makes any sense. But a majority of Americans do not save money. I think the, the surprising thing of this story from Bankrate, and you can find this article at WBEN.com, is that there are Americans who have the resources that make enough money to save, but they don't. They spend their money as quickly as they make it. So 803-0930, starting at 30, what category do you fit in? Are you a paycheck-to-paycheck person? And, and let me say, there's a lot of people, a lot of people I know that live paycheck-to-paycheck, Okay. And do just fine living paycheck to paycheck. It's when those unexpected expenses like car repairs, believe me, I'm living it right now, like car repairs get into the picture. That is when living paycheck to paycheck takes a little bit of um, or, or throws a little bit of a wrench in your plans. You don't have that savings to fall back on. So 803-0930, star 930, lesson, your financial lessons learned. We kind of got to this on Friday. Your financial lessons learned. How do you bank? You know, we talked about different ways to bank over the last 10 years on Friday. But how do you bank? Do you have a savings account that actually has money in it? Do you split up your paycheck? You know, we talked to, to, to Kyle and Amherst on Friday. Do you split up your paycheck? Put a percentage in each account. Do you have a do you actually write out a budget every week? And maybe you have some advice for for those of us out there uh, that could use that financial advice. And maybe you used to fall into what this article is talking about. Americans who have the resources make enough money but don't save the money. And that's what they I, I believe that's what bank rate means when they say they have the resources but don't save. Meaning of that 60% there are Americans that if they just budgeted their money, could have an emergency fund. There's a good amount of Americans that could have savings that wouldn't be living paycheck to paycheck. However, they spend it as they get it. 803-0930, star 930, let me know what you think. We'll start with Anonymous on a cell. Anonymous, how do you, uh, how, how do you save your money? Well, about a year ago, I stopped putting money in the 401k and actually started money out because I'm old enough to withdraw without penalty. 
and I bought a safe and I keep it at home. And I have some money in savings, but the majority of my money I keep in cash because I haven't trusted banks or the stock market in a year. So you have no money. How much money do you actually have left that's not in your safe? Oh, I have probably 70000 in my 401k, and I keep 20000 as a reserve in my savings. Now, when you uh, when you go out to buy something, are you are you paying cash or do you still use a, like a bank card? I use my checking account. Checking account, okay. I still I still pay bills. I only put the money that I need, like for daily living, in the checking account. But I'm in my sixties, and my wife's in our in her sixties, and we make a decent living, so we're not living paycheck to paycheck. We did until we were 60, but now we make a decent living and it's pretty nice to just have the money to do what you want to do. So uh, let me ask you that. So you said until you were in your 60s, you lived paycheck to paycheck. Was it a pay bump or did you start budgeting when you were in your 60s? What changed that you were able to stop living paycheck to paycheck? We um, took that course from that financial advisor that has the books and all that and the tapes. Oh, I forget his name, but it's about living free and don't use credit. Dave and Ramsey. We followed, yeah, we followed the snowball plan and paid off all our debt, and only pay for cash, not buy cash. Now we haven't. We've been debt free for over ten years. Wow! Like even our even our vehicles. What we do is instead of making a car payment, we make a car payment to ourselves into the savings account. So if we need a car, we have the money to buy the car. Well, that's nice. That's see, that's the thing. You stop. Yeah, that's a that's a great plan. Hey, Anonymous, I'm glad you called in. Anonymous on a cell, opening a line for you. And, and that's the thing. You know, personally, I have not. I, I haven't had a car payment for a while. Um, but of course, that money just goes somewhere else. I should have been. You know, looking back on it, uh, when I stopped making those car payments, which were around three sixty a month. I should have just still been holding 360 a month into a savings account. And that could have been for emergency expenses to the car. And that's another question I have for you. You know, a lot of I'm the kind of person that I will buy pay off a car and then I will drive that car until it stops driving, right? I I will run that car into the ground. But it you do get to a point when everything starts breaking on the car. How much in repairs is too much to avoid a monthly payment. Does that make sense, what I'm trying to ask? How much in repairs on your car, if you're not paying a monthly payment, how much is too much to avoid a monthly payment? For me, that number, I think, is pretty high. Because even a couple thousand, you're still, at the end of the year, making out better than if you had a monthly payment, in my opinion. But that's another question I wanted to throw out there in this uh, in this little bank topic at 803-0930, star 930. Bill is in Orchard Park. Bill, good afternoon. How you doing, Joe? Doing all right, Bill. What do you think of uh, of all this uh, savings? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? No, I don't. I'm just calling up for some uh, uh, piece of advice. If you want to stop living paycheck to paycheck, I'm 65, and I learned this a long time ago. You buy a book by George S. Clausen, George S. Clausen called The Richest Man in Babylon. It's all 
easy read. It's all Babylonian tales, but it all talks about how to how to deal, save money, invest money, and you will do very well the rest of your life. Inve- now, that's the last thing you said there, invest money. Bill, for a lot of people, they look at, you know, the bottom ticker on CNBC, and the word invest really scares them. Yeah, you know something? Things can things go in cycles. Your life, money, everything, everything's up and everything's down. Good times, bad times. There's always somebody making money in bad times. You know, you can't you can't follow the crowd and what everybody else is doing. You have to keep on working, not give up, and just keep plugging away no matter what anybody says, and you'll pull yourself out of anything. All right. Hey, Bill, appreciate that. Bill in Orchard Park opens the line for you, 803-0930, star 930. I also want to talk to people because this is another thing. Americans living paycheck to paycheck, and this is according to CNBC, Americans living paycheck to paycheck actually jumped up in the last year. So 64% as of December last year, that is up from December of 2021 so are you out there, is anyone out there that was saving money, right? Putting part of their paycheck away and something happened either in your personal economy or in the state, you know, in the, in the country's economy that made you have to go back to living paycheck to paycheck? Because I'm sure that was quite frustrating getting to a certain point where you were, you know, hey, not depending on every paycheck, you had money set aside, and then something happened. Was it inflation? Was it the economy? Again, maybe it was something you lost your job, and you saw yourself have to go back to paycheck to paycheck. 803-0930, star 930. But I, I think the thing that sticks out to me, and I think this is a millennial thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is a my generation thing. The, the amount of Americans that are living paycheck to paycheck, and if you look at the money and, the, and their cost of living, don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. You know, we talk so much about, oh, I would never spend that much on you know, this thing or that thing. But we all have that certain something that we will spend however much it takes, Right. We set a, a limit on groceries. We set a limit on takeout, right? We're not going to go to a fancy dinner. Maybe we, um, we don't get steak this week. We will make cuts at certain parts in our life. But we all have those topics. We all have those entertainment things in our life that money is not, is not an issue. We will pay whatever. I want to get into that when we come back. While we continue talking about how do you feel about banking after we've seen two banks collapse in four days and more banks see their stock fall as stocks open today, 803-0930, star 930. Are you living paycheck to paycheck? How have you made it work? Maybe you're doing just fine living paycheck to paycheck and you know that emergency expense comes and you throw it on a credit card. And how did you get away from living paycheck to paycheck? I know those, pe- those, are, uh, those of you are out there as well. 803-0930, star 930. And one more question. Does your credit card debt outweigh how much money you have put away? We heard that this morning here on WBEN. 
Bankrate says that for a number of Americans, their credit card debt outweighs the money they have saved. 803-0930, star 930, all of this information coming as two banks have uh, been shut down by regulators and depositors insured by the FDIC. Getting your feelings on that and getting your lessons in finance. When we come back, it's Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. turn me on as a kid Will I look back and say that I wish I hadn't done what I did Will I jump the It is Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930. WBEN, thank you for taking some time out of your day to join me. It is greatly appreciated. Talking about, well, finances and your finances and the country's finances and banks' finances. Yes, over the weekend we saw another bank collapse, the third largest bank collapse in American history just days after the second largest bank collapse in American history. Again, we talked about that with Ed Hutton on Friday. If you missed that, it's available on demand at WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. But it puts fear in people, right? I mean, people fear that, oh my gosh, is this next? And again, depending on what your finances with certain banks are, those fears might be a little overblown. And uh, again, we talked with Ed Hutton about, you know, the stability of the regional banks here in Western New York. But obviously people are are fearful. People are fearing that, oh, what's the next bank? You know, two banks that had over $100 billion for one, $200 billion for the other in assets collapsing without much of a notice. That's going to, people are going to fear that and people are going to be fearful. And again, you can, you know, parade whatever politician you want to out there. Um, Most people, if, how do I word this? Most people are going to see what's happening, right? And like I said on Friday, turn on CNBC and see the board of red behind the desk. Most people are going to turn that on. And I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, If you parade a politician out there, most people are going to ignore what they're saying because, well, I'm looking at the market right now. 
You know what I mean? So I understand, you know, the president's going to come out and say, hey, everything's fine. The governor's going to come out and say everything's fine. But people will believe everything's fine when they start seeing proof that everything's fine. Does that make sense? And this isn't a party thing. This isn't a left versus right thing. This is whoever the politician is. People, when they see, again, we saw this in 2008, when they see the markets down, they see the board of red, like we did on Friday, they're going to they're gonna have questions. And again, a good day on Wall Street will obviously outweigh anything that any politician can say. 803-0930, star 930. So I want to know from you, do you have any fear with these two banks collapsing that more are on the way and that maybe one that affects you is on the way at 803-0930, star 930. Then we also heard from Bankrate that 60% of Americans, actually 64% of Americans, are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, most Americans don't have $1,000 saved, right? Don't have If an emergency uh, charge came up, they'd put it on a credit card. Do you fall in that category? And guess what? There are people living paycheck to paycheck that do just fine. They do it just fine. They put the emergency charge on a card and they pay it off the next month. But for other people, they're they're stretched way too thin, right? Uh, is that you? 803-0930, star 930. Did you get out of living paycheck to paycheck? And hey, I, I'm sure there's some pain along the way, but how did you get to be more financially stable? Tips for our listeners can call in with that as well. And then something I wanted to talk about, and we'll get into more uh, as the show goes on. We always talk about saving money, right? We always talk about, oh, I don't have enough money for this. We're not going to do this. Let's get a cheaper grocery bill, okay? Let's, let's do this on the very cheap this weekend. But we all have certain things that we will throw our entire paycheck at. We all have certain things that money is not the issue. We will find the money for these things. What is that for you? I'll tell you what mine are a little later. You probably can guess them. 803-0930, star 930. Let's start in Cherry Creek with Christy. Christy, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for taking my phone call. So, all right, so I'll give you tips. Um, so my husband and I have been married for 28 years. Uh he was dropping fries and flipping burgers for a living, and I was trimming grapes while I was going through college. Anyways, so <laughs> it was rough sledding, but we, a um, couple of tips. So we would um, buy in bulk, and we would pre-bag a lot of things and put it in the freezer. That helped us a lot. Um, meal planning, not going out to eat, which was not something we just didn't do. You know, um, you spend a lot of money when you eat out. So um, learning to cook at home, um, having a budget, not overspending on your budget, making sure that if your budget for how you spend money is this much, then that's what it is. We did start on Dave Ramsey's envelope system about, I don't know, probably 10, 12 years into our marriage, which was very, very helpful in helping us to be very um, aware of our budget. And we spent a lot of time saying no to a lot of things. And now we're in a place now where, you know, we're, we're relatively debt-free with the exception of a car. And other than that, like, um, we have opportunities to say yes to things that we used to have to say no to. So much of this is self-discipline and self-control. Now, you just have to say no. 
Christy, I got to ask you because I'm going to I'm speaking from experience here. You know, make a budget right, and things are going good for a few weeks with your budget, and then you've got that curveball of an expense that you weren't expecting. Right now, you're following your budget, but now this curveball, and you don't want to go into more debt, so you pay cash instead of put it on a card. How do you recover from a curveball like that so in the beginning of the budgeting process? So things that are super, super important is, number one, is that you have to have an emergency fund put away, you know, and your goal is $1,000 put away. Your goal in the long run is you should have at least one month worth of bills that you would have to pay to cover one month. And what does that take to cover that? You know, so that when your transmission goes in your car, how much money do you have put away? Because sometimes you live things so tight that you just you have to have money put away for those moments when that happens, you know, because your credit cards are such trouble. They can get away on you so quick. And it's interesting, they did this research on on, on brains and and it had to do with here I'm out, I'm shopping right now. <laughs> anyway, so I'm so and the research was this. They, they they attached electrodes to people's brains. And when they would go through and they spent cash right in the store, it actually registered in the pain area of your brain. But when you used a credit card, there was no pain. See the problem with credit cards is you don't feel money leaving you. And they're trouble, right? You walk in, you shop with a credit card, you're going to spend more than what you'd normally spend because, oh, I'll just use my card for that. And if your attitude is, I'll just use my card for that, you just end up spending way more than if you walk in the door and say, I have $50 on me in cash. This is what I have to spend. And this is what you're going to spend. And that's how it's going to be. But it's the fact that when you spend cash, it exacts a certain amount of pain out of you. <laughs> Whereas if you use credit cards. That is, I mean, that's so true about credit cards. You walk in there and it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to see this. In a few months, I'll have, and at the end of the month, I'll have that money. And, you know, as most of Americans can say, uh, they won't. And that's why they're in the uh, the debt they are. So, and, Chris. And now I, I want to have a conversation about the situation about the bank's failure. Okay, yeah, I'm go gonna, ahead. I'm going to give you my theory on what's going on. And, and, I, and I very strongly think that this is part of the issue. And part of it is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the other aspect of it is this push for ESG with corporations. So uh, in my retirement, which I don't control because I'm a teacher in a district, and so, you know, your teacher retirement is whoever handles that. And so I was made aware last year in March that they were now going to be um, climate aware of how they're going to move their funds and where things are going to be, and that they were no longer going to be um, investing in in petroleum-based types of stocks because, you know, of the whole green energy thing. So, but I would tell you as someone who's, whose money is in that, that, that stock area, right, as part of my retirement, is are you really doing what's best for, for people who are invested in your retirement? And the answer is no. So you've got these people at the top making decisions about ESG. If you're familiar with that, your listeners, I'm sure you have people who are. Um, this is a real problem because you have people at the top who are putting money in places that it really doesn't belong because it's really not going to, that's really not the best bang for the buck, but they're doing it based on some ideology. The other thing that I'll say is that this particular bank was huge on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And here's the problem with equity. Equity says, we're not going to give the job to the person who's most qualified, but we're going to give that job to the person who based on these particular qualifications, we're going to put them in charge, even though they're probably not the most qualified. You know, maybe they're Hispanic. They're anything other than white and a male. 
And this is a problem. I'm like, you need to see you. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're pink, you're purple. I don't care if you're gay or trans. I want the best person for the job. And if you're not best person for the job, then don't do it. And this is the problem. If you hire based on equity, then people end up in the position who don't belong there. And you're going to be in trouble. And that's my idea about the bank. I have to say, when it comes to you know putting money in, in, in places and, and saying we're not going to put it in anything that has to do with gas or you know anything that's anti-climate, like you said, I mean that's just not looking out for the people whose money you're supposed to be growing. Um, that is that is kind of um, that that is concerning. And this is happening in corporations all over. I mean, the goal in the end is get to get it right down to the individual person to create an ESG score for you and for me. You know, are we being environmentally sound? Are we being socially whatever? Are we, you know, in, you know, when it came to governance, right? So that they can look at you and be like, well, you know, we just don't think that you have enough points to be able to go on the vacation you'd like to go on to, to have access to the money you'd like to be able to have because, you know, you're, you really lack in these point value areas. And I'm just like, this literally happens in other places in other countries. You know, and they want to make it so that it's able to happen here. And that's why these corporations are just like they've gone so to the wrong direction, this woke ideology that they've bought into. And I'm like, just do business. Just just do the business of what it means to do the business. You know, do the things that are right. You know, when, when Martin Luther King said, you know, he said, listen, it doesn't matter about the color of your skin. It's about the content of your character. And and this business of like what equity really does, it is actually it's racist in itself it's racist because now i'm looking at you and i'm looking at the individual strands of you as a human being and i'm saying well you're a little on the black side and well you're a little on the poor side and well you're a little on the yeah we're going to call yep you're a female or whatever it is and based on these strands we're going to say now um we're going to make it more available for you to be able to have this job based on these strands these are all things that are such an external thing it's so critically, it's so racist in and of itself, equity is. And people would look at that and say, well, how is, how is that? But it, it's, I'm looking at all these external factors and making decisions. And you may come with a certificate that says you're capable of doing this job, but are you really the right person for the job? You know, if I'm comparing two people side by side, I'm like, well, you know, and, and this person has more credentials than you or they have 10 more, experience, 10 more years of experience, but I'm going to hire you based on external factors and I'm just like it it's it's actually racist in and of itself and I mean you can have conversations with people so you're blue in the face who have made a decision about what equity equity is and what it isn't but I'm just like that needs to stop I'm about equality you know give everybody the same share and however you use it that's up to you yeah. I'm like have at it but I'm like equity there's there's and you know it's troublesome when the Biden administration's number one interest is making sure equity for all. I must have heard the word equity with Martin Luther King ten times on Martin Luther King Day. He never used the word equity. I'm like, I think he would have been angry with how equity is being thrown around all over the place. Equality? He's like, yeah, give everybody a fair shot. Yeah. Right? But looking at him and look and looking at them based on those particular strands like intersectionality, right? That's that word. I'm like he would not have liked that at all. He would have thought that was terrible. It should, it should all be on, who, like you said, who's the most qualified um, with credentials, with experience, with skill set. That that should be the thing uh, we should be looking at. And I don't, I don't care. You know, I I don't care about anything else. I want to know your skill set. I want to know the experience. And uh, well, 
and listen, I serve on a school board. This stuff is being poured out right now in New York State schools policy policies through New York State education. And so this is about and it's going to be poured out into their employment about how they employ people. You're going to have a diversity, equity and inclusion some kind of administrator in every school district. You're going to have to have somebody who's monitoring for DEI in your school district. Hey, I appreciate the call. Christian Cherry Creek opens the line for you here on News Radio 930 WBEN. And, um, you know, I have to say this because Christy brought it up. Uh, but looking at, you know, the news today that uh, the Biden administration is backing an $8 billion Alaska oil project. Uh, again, I mean, I think it's just reality calls, right? Eventually, reality calls. And, you know, the pain at the pump is something that people have now been feeling for years. Okay, it's been more than a year. Uh, maybe almost two years, right? People have been feeling it for two years. And uh, I think eventually reality sets in that you have this oil here. You have this resource on American land. And I, I, like I said, I think reality finally sets in. Reality calls, and you've got to you've got to drill. You've got to do. You know, too many people are suffering, and that's what this whole segment's been about. Too many people are suffering economically. Okay, can't make ends meet. Bills are getting ridiculously expensive. Right? It's getting expensive. It's expensive to fill up your car. It's still is expensive to fill up your car. I know people will say, "Oh, it's under four dollars. It's three sixty. It's three fifty. It's three twenty. I think anything over $2 is overly expensive for gas. And when you have that resource here in America, um, I, I think you have, to, you have to use them. Again, we all, right, everyone, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, everyone wants what's best for the environment within reason. We would all love an electric car that could go 4,000 miles on a charge and whose battery could last forever. Those things aren't reality, okay? Most cars still take gas. And guess what? I I know they're not going to like to hear this in Albany. In 2035, most cars on the road in New York will still take gas. It's a reality. We have the resource. What is so, what's so worse about drilling here and getting cheap oil for Americans than having some other country still drill the oil and have to pay all this extra money, right? So I am, and you can, you can mark this one down. You can, you, can, you can mark this down. I applaud the Biden administration on backing the oil and gas drilling project in Alaska. I think you, you, you get through the clouds of, you know, your politics and your policy and what you believe. You get through that and you address something that is going to help the everyday American. And I think finally we see that. Someone putting their politics aside, putting their policy aside, putting you know their environmental beliefs aside and realizing there's a lot of people hurting. And this actually might be able to save Americans money. And that should be the economic goal of any administration. So I applaud that. 
I know he's getting pushback from people within his own party. But I applaud that. I think it's dumb to be sitting on oil and getting oil from other countries when you have resources on American soil. So again, market here. I said it. I applaud the Biden administration for approving the oil and gas drilling project in Alaska. 803-0930, star 930 is the number to get on. We are talking about the bank collapses. Two of them now, the second and third largest bank collapse in American history. And I'm also asking you about your finances. Do you live paycheck to paycheck? Did you get away from living paycheck to paycheck? What, what, move, what moves did you have to make to get away from living paycheck to paycheck? And yeah, what was the pain of those first few months, those first few years? You know, paying everything off, putting money away. And how do, you, how do you write a budget that works? Christy talked about it. What's your experience with writing a budget that works? And what is the one thing? And this is where it's gonna, you're going to have to actually be honest, right? This is where you have to be honest. And hey, we, we, we all at times in our life have to be honest. And this is the time to be honest. What is the one thing in your life that money's not an object, right? All right, we'll cut, we'll cut 50 bucks from our groceries, I'll go another week without an oil change. That's fine. Oh, when it comes to blank, whatever it costs, I'm getting it. What is it? 803-0930, star 930. Beamer in for Bowerly. Talking with you after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.